Hi, this is Tim Johnson of Central Illinois Pinnacle Forum, and this is Tim's take on the study of Philippians. In our second forum lesson, focusing on Philippians 1, verses 12 through 26, entitled, Joy in Unstoppable Truth, it begs the question, what people or things in life bring you the greatest joy? Well, Paul certainly answered that question. He was in it to win it. If you've ever really truly competed in sports, business, or life, you know what I mean by that. I mean, come on, unless you're trying to win, you're actually being a dishonest competitor. And where's the joy in that, in sport or any kind of leadership, if you aren't trying to win? Which I define as doing the very best you can with what you've got within the rules of play. Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, do it with all your heart, as for the Lord, not for man. We'll talk some more about it, because I believe this is where the rubber hits the road, when we focus on a word often used, but I believe misunderstood in leadership. The word? Commitment. Paul was committed. To what? Well, that's the point I get from the passage of Scripture that we're looking at. The fact that Paul absolutely knew where his ultimate commitment was. The advancement of the gospel. The joy in unstoppable truth. I had a coach who used to say to me, Johnson, you've got the talking done. Well, the implied underlying question was, but are you committed? And then he went ahead and even asked a more important question. His follow-up was, are you committed to the commitment? Well, what he meant was, I know you're committed to coming to practice, Johnson, and putting in the time, and to making yourself look good, but are you committed to really being the best you can be, to putting in extra time, to changing when you need to in your techniques and tactics, if that's what it takes to be your best, to win? Are you committed to the commitment that it takes? See, Paul had a clarity of mission. So being imprisoned, as it relates to what's important in Paul's life, hey, that's not a big deal. He says, we're doing just fine in here. If the gospel is making progress, then I'm doing just fine. Sure, the accommodations are not ideal, and I certainly am in humble circumstances. There's plenty of opposition, I know, going on outside these walls where I really don't have any control of the situation. People are trying to take away my dignity in here and ruin any good reputation I might have had on the outside. But you see, it's not about me. Look at what's happening. Are you kidding me? This is so exciting. I've got the attention of the Imperial Guard of Caesar himself in here. In Rome, as a side note, just looking at what the Imperial Guards were, they consisted of 9,000 highly trained warriors sworn to live and die at Caesar's command. You put West Point and the Secret Service training together, combined special forces and Navy SEALs, you've got the Imperial Guard. It was an elite group of highly intelligent, highly skilled fighters and defenders. Great influence. Absolutely. They served Caesar for 12 years, after which many of them would leave their positions, highly networked and highly connected, with wide open doors to business and politics, the Senate, etc. Paul is changed to one of those guards every six hours. Think about it. Every six hours, a highly trained, physically fit, mentally tough Roman guard is tethered to the world's most successful evangelist. No contest. Isn't God good? 
That's why Paul says what has happened has been for the advancement of the gospel. The gospel is the unstoppable truth. And then there's his fellow believers who live in and around Rome who are more bold due to Paul's attitude. Paul's given them permission by his attitude to be bold. And how about those who want to get my goat, Paul says? Those dogs? That doesn't upset me. In fact, quite the opposite. They mean it to harm me, but God means it for good. The truth is unstoppable. The gospel's advancing, isn't it? Let's go. There's one thing I desire, for Christ to be exalted in my life. And when it's time to go, hey, it's best for me by far. But that's not the main consideration here. Not me, but Christ. So I'm in it to win it. Committed to winning, not just getting by. I'm more than a conqueror, he says later in another letter. We've got momentum, and I'm still in prison. And I can only imagine what will happen when I get out. So what's the takeaway? Well, the familiar phrase, attitude is everything. And these scriptures allow us to understand that effective leadership doesn't always develop into high position, reward, or recognition. A leader who is committed to his task will find ways to be effective regardless of opposition or lack of reward. The imperial guards knew very well why Paul was in prison. We can only hope that some are in heaven right now because of Paul's spirit-inspired commitment to advance the gospel. And just think of all the others who are there as well due to the increased boldness of Paul's fellow evangelists. Yes, Paul, like all of us, wrestled with his desires until he clarified what he valued. His number one value was advancing the gospel, not what most benefited him personally. As a former competitive wrestler, I believe one should never stop wrestling. I mean, that would be heresy in my world. But when the change happens and we clarify our values, we stop wrestling with life aimlessly, where there is no joy. And we begin wrestling to take territory, to score points. That's how to wrestle and win. And oh, there's such great joy in winning. Paul was in it to win it. Paul tells us he's thought through the meaning of life. He settled the question, why am I here? What really matters in life? What's my purpose? Paul teaches us that when Christ is your life, wherever you are is an opportunity for unstoppable gospel progress. Have you thought about this? Are you truly in it to win it? Committed to the commitment? and finding joy. This has been Tim's Take. For more information about Central Illinois Pinnacle Forum, go to pfcentralillinois.com.